You are listening to the We Can Make a Difference podcast. Hello and welcome to the We Can Make a Difference podcast. Some of the biggest issues facing Gen Zers today are mental health and well-being, racial equity, access to equal opportunities, social justice, and the environment. Come join me as I explore how we can tackle these issues by talking to experts in the field who have made a difference. Let's learn from them so we can make a difference too. I'm your host, Anish Prasad, and with me today is CEO of Chia Seed, Giselle Galper. Giselle, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So could you tell us a little bit more about Chia Seed and what you do? Yeah. So I was a lawyer. I'm a woman professional. And frankly, I was just kind of fed up with um, how women weren't progressing in the workforce and I wanted to make a difference and I couldn't figure out how. And what I noticed is that although there is so much help for women at the uh, sort of higher levels of their careers, there's organizations, companies spend money on them. It's so hard for women early in their career to get actionable career help, things that can really make a difference with small efforts. And I became obsessed with the idea that there should be a career app and unable to convince anyone else to build one. I embarked on that path. And that is what Chia Seed is. It's a career app. It's for all genders. Um, It's personalized to your gender, to how you feel about things, uh, to your race, and to your work experience right now. And we can add in other personalizations. And the idea is that interactive learning and career tracking. So we call Chia Seed a career tracker app, like an exercise app, fitness or diet. You level up like in a game, you add in entries about yourself, and we encourage you to take small steps to advance in your career and break through um, ceilings. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. And one little thing that's a little inter- like interesting about your business is the name Chia Seed, because obviously that's something we use with our food all the time. But I was like interested in what was the inspiration behind the name? So it's um, definitely a play on the superfood Chia Seed, which mm-hmm. is supposedly, you know, energizing and empowering in small doses. They're very tiny. The Chia Seed plant grows really fast. And then the acronym Chia Career Helping Expert App, C-H-E-A. So Chia Seed is spelled C-H-E-A, and it's empowering and energizing in small doses. The idea behind the app is that you shouldn't have to spend 30 minutes or an hour on your career investing one to two minutes at a time. You can go back and get the materials, the scripts, whatever you need. It's just there for you, quick and easy. Oh, that's awesome. I like the name a lot. Um but so I think another thing I wanted to ask about is obviously you work to help advance people in their careers. And I think specifically one of the people you want to target was women. So what issues do you see women facing or what obstacles do you see them facing when trying to advance their careers? So women experience both what I call career pain and actually performance review pain. They have a lot of blockers that come from external bias and even internal bias. So the biggest external bias that drove me to create Chia Seed was that women tend to be hired and promoted based on experience and men on potential. That's a huge deal because 
experience needs to be told. It's like a story. People have to know it and understand it. So that's why we made Chia Seed a career tracker. If you Google on the internet, you know, uh, track your career. So many coaches recommend this as a thing to do, but they say, put it in your notes, put it in your journal, put it in your spreadsheet. So we wanted to have this quick and easy way that you could just add with a plus sign what you've done, how you feel about it. You could curate it into a collection and you could share it um, with someone else for help. Um, so that experience component creates a lot of problems because if you don't know what you do, and then you're a woman and you tend to undersell your experience, so, right? So you've got this positive uh, pressure against you that you need to prove your experience. Then you have this internal pressure that says, don't talk myself up, don't brag. If I work hard, it will come. And all of these internal biases, these this head talk we have ourselves, these behaviors that women learn in school, um, they then stop women from showing off their experience. So, right, if if you need to show your experience, then you've got to do that. If this internal blocker is stopping you, we have to pull back on that and give people a way to say, hey, I have done a lot. Share it with someone else who says, hey, you've done a lot. Look how you could say this. I think sharing from the app is incredibly important. So I like to say there are four actions that you can do to overcome this. You can write down what you do and you don't need our app. You could use a piece of paper or an Excel spreadsheet. You then, um, you know, reflect on that and you say, okay, what have I done? I'm going to talk myself up. I'm going to share this with people because the more people who know what I've done and this very small kind of pitch, what I know and where I want to go, not a lot, you know, so like you, so you, you're doing this podcast. What do you want to do with that? Do you want to be in communications? Do you want to be in diversity? What do you want to do, right? Just telling people that lets them help you. Telling a lot of people that. And so you want to write down what you do, tell people what you do and what you want to do with that. Might be, I want to go to this training seminar. I want to shadow some big podcaster, whatever it is, you know, but you got to tell people because they won't know they're not mind readers. And then network, you know, networking sounds like, oh, networking, I have to go to these big meetings. I have to go to these fancy industry things. Networking is just reaching out to people who are in meetings with you at work or on LinkedIn and saying, hey, can I have 15 minutes of your time to talk about how you made your career choice or how I could make a better career choice or what you think about what I'm doing. Or the one I love the most is you had my job before me. What do I need to do to be successful in my job? That's the number one question people don't ask. They just assume it's their to-do list. And then finally, you need to ask for what you want. That's the fourth leg. So if you don't ask for what you want, you don't ask for that training opportunity the shadowing, the different things, then good things don't come your way. It's not just about the negotiating a better job offer or asking for the promotion. It's building up your experience story through this series of knowing what you've done, telling people, networking, and then asking for it. And even if the answer is no, you can say, what needs to change to make that happen? right? Don't stop it. No. So that's the sort of thing we teach in the app. And these are the biases that we're pushing back against this external and internal biases. 
There are many other things like in the review setting. So Chia Zeta's circle um, sort of focused on the performance review. So the idea is that in the performance review, women tend to get more negative feedback. They tend to get um, more negative labels. And when they get feedback, positive or negative, it tends to be less actionable. And you might think, oh, who cares? What's the difference in the quality of the feedback? Well, actually, we need actionable feedback to improve. It would be like you worked on a paper in school and you got an A. But don't you want to know what you did well? Maybe you got an A+. plus. Do you want to know how you can apply that to the next paper? Especially if you were a B student before. Or what about if you got a C on the paper and it's just a C? There's nothing else, no feedback. So that's how performance reviews go a lot of the time. Meets expectations, great work on this. But people need the specific steps to do better or do more better. And women get less of that, whether the feedback is positive or negative. So women have to assertively reach out for that. So in our app, we encourage this review follow-up and not stopping at the end of the review um, cycle, basically making it an ongoing review throughout the year so that you can get the career you want. Yeah, that's that's great career advice, obviously. Um, and so another common trend that we're hearing about now is about diversity, and that's become a really important thing in colleges or in, in the workplace and schools and everywhere. And we hear a lot about diversity, equity, inclusion, like every day. It's a big focus of companies today, but the reality still remains that women has to have a harder time finding employment and finding jobs and advancing in their careers. So why do you think that is still the case? And what unique challenges do you think women face in navigating their careers? So I'd like to think that women are getting as many of the uh, jobs, at least at the entry level. I think the bigger problem is advancement. So they say if guys get to 100 first rung positions, like the first advancement, women get less than 90 of those. So we're kind of just going a little slower, but putting that aside and focusing on, you know, why, you know, it's that internal bias, not putting yourself forward. They say women apply for jobs with more of the criteria met than men. So that slows them down. So one thing great allies can do is tell women like, hey, you should apply for that job. The reason I'm focused on this career tracking is that if you're tracking what you do, you're going to meet. just the act of applying for the job that's a further reach. But bias is real. Bias um, against people of color, bias by gender, because bias is how we make our decisions as humans, right? We take a generalized sense of understanding, like putting your feet on the floor and getting on a bed. If you sleep in a different bed and it's closer or further from the floor, there's this moment of adjustment, and so in life, bias helps us. We, you know, automatically sense roughly when the light is going to turn and we pay more attention. But in the workspace and in life, this bias ends up making us elevate some people who maybe aren't qualified and putting down people who aren't. And if we want our companies to be really more successful, and we see this in the data, more diversified companies are more successful mm -hmm. because there's this broader thinking 
that's brought to the table. And I think there's a chicken and egg question there that I don't know the answer to. That is, is the more diversified company more successful because they were willing to diversify and they're more open to ideas in the first place? Or is it that diversified group that makes it more successful? I think it they go together. More different ideas and perspectives help organizations get better, but organizations that are more open-minded are more likely to embrace diversity. And so we don't know which is first, but they support each other to create a richer environment of more enhanced decision-making or hitting target or exceeding target. And in the business setting, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And another thing you you talk about is the biases. And do you think these biases that people have, maybe especially in the workplace against women, do you think that causes like a mental block in what women think they can achieve? You know, that's interesting. I, I don't know. What I do know is there was an article in the Wall Street Journal in 2019 that said even companies like Procter & Gamble and McKinsey, when they hire these top people, women get lesser projects right out of college. So it could make those women feel like, oh, I didn't get these other great projects. I don't know that right out of the gate that women are thinking this, but I do think when women come up against bias, just like, let's say you're an athlete and you're running against the wind. If the wind never stops blowing against you, you want to change course. So these women... They're blow, the wind of bias blows against them. So they go to other companies that are less biased or they think, I won't apply for that job again. Maybe I'm not qualified. They internalize the experience instead of blaming it on the external bias, the wind blowing against them. They might internalize it. Yeah. And also in terms of businesses, obviously, because they are the they can make the biggest difference in an issue like this. So what can they do differently to make sure that more women are getting employed where more women have access to equal opportunity? I think it's tough. A lot of companies are really investing in this space, but I think giving people tools like Chia Seed and encouraging them to use it, not because it's my product, there are no other tools like this, but really explaining to women that they need to own their careers and that it's not, you know, it's not you just do your to-do list and you succeed. You have to own what you do and understand your success roadmap and it needs to be broken down. And we can't really expect managers, every manager to get that right. Not every manager is as talented. So if we can just scrub away this idea that the company is going to take care of this for people, that the manager is going to take care of this, I think that would go a long way to waking up women to the idea that, oh my gosh, there are things I can do to take control and I'm going to do them. To not wait actually for companies to do this because companies are trying They are trying hard, not every company, but it's hard to be successful because it's so personal to each person. Now, are there things they can do? Yes. They can have performance reviews that have um, clear labels. One of the things we teach in the app is own your labels. So if the company doesn't have adjectives and adverbs 
that are used to describe everyone and then everyone is rated against those labels, what happens is women get more negative labels. They get bossy instead of leader, bossy instead of assertive, right? We don't want women to get those negative labels. So if the review process just says, how assertive is this person? Then they're measured on the assertive scale. Mm -hmm. And that is less biased. So companies can take bias out of their performance review process. They can also, I can't think of a simpler word for this. They can deconstruct, break down the advancement steps to get to the next level more clearly. A lot of the times the recipe for success is a little bit too much of a secret that you figure out through networking. And so if the guys are succeeding and advancing, and women are more likely to network with women and men are more likely to network with men, we need to make sure women are networking with the men and they are getting this recipe that is not a secret, that they know that they've got to be invited to the sales conference or they need a specific training or they need someone to back them. So when we make the smaller steps transparent for advancement, we make the rules clear, women can do better. There is some research that says When women negotiate for pay, if they have all the information, they actually negotiate better than men. But what happens is they don't have all the information. So another thing we really encourage in the app is actually uh, capturing market info as you learn it and making it part of your career plan to learn about how people get paid. What are the rules of advancement in the job above yours? and your job. So you're always just learning, hey, what are the rules here? I'm not just going to do my work and expect to advance. I'm going to know the rules. So is it that women are less aware of what goes into advancement beyond just doing good work? Is that what you think is the biggest issue, just to make it clear? I don't know if it's the biggest issue. Other, Well, the bias, so there's the external bias of experience. But yes, then not being in the know about our market information is huge. We actually have learned like a level devoted to market information in the app. Like, how do you get it? How do you get comfortable asking for it? What are scripts that you can use to ask for this? And then we encourage you to track it because it's so easy to think you can remember all these little things, but you really want to be writing it down on a regular basis and make it part of your networking practice not just what people got paid and what their benefits were, but these success requirements, always knowing the success requirements. So why do you think that women have or are not as aware of this information or not as informed of all of these uh, little little things that you got to do to advance? I think there are three, three reasons. One is that we tend to gender, gender silo in our networking. So women get their information from women at work men get their information from men. So that perpetuates the cycle. But also it's um, it's that women actually do better in school. So the research that supports that women do better in school through master's programs, but not PhD programs. So when there's a clear list of achievement, you're in school. What do you need to do to get an A? There's a rubric. There's a list. So women have excelled in this list from kindergarten through potentially a master's program. And all of a sudden, it's not about the list. 
It's about figuring it out yourself. And there's more bias into the mix for achievement, right? So now there's this bias pushing against you and it's not just the to-do list. So all of a sudden we expect women to know, oh, you were successful for 15 years, but now or 16 years or 18 years, but now the rules are different. Whereas the guys, and I have three um, college age students, 18, 21, and 23. So um, I've seen a lot of this, not that mine are the only men on the earth, but I've read a lot about boys in development. The boys are a little bit less successful in school. Their frontal lobes mature a little bit more slowly. As a result, they are getting up from failure more. They're used to failure. They're used to figuring out, hmm, I'm not getting all of the list, but I still want the A. What do I need to do? So to me, nobody talks about this, but in the app, we call it the school rules versus the work rules. So it's like men's and women's lacrosse. Same game, different rules. You have to know there's a different rule book for this game. Once the women know there's a rule book, the light is on. I mean, it's so exciting when the light goes on for people and they think, oh my God, I've been spending 100% of my time on my to-do list getting everything right and I never actually considered that maybe I need to be doing 200% in one area and it's actually not the area that my boss loves the most, but it's the thing I'm the most passionate about. And I want to take my career in that direction. And maybe I can't do everything on my to-do list. I have, to, I call it the four Ds. I have to drop something. I need the four Ds so I can always remember this. Drop, delay, decrease, or delegate, right? We can't do it all. And we especially cannot excel in one area, that is most important for success or most important to us if we're trying to do everything. There just aren't enough hours in the day. Yeah, and also earlier we talked about how diversity can really benefit businesses as it brings new ideas to the table. But how do you think society as a whole will benefit from empowering women? Well, this is interesting. I don't have the exact dollars, but I know that for every dollar a woman earns, she gives more back to her community. And she takes care of more people. And so those two things alone make a huge difference. She's going to put more into nonprofit organizations. She's going to take care of other people. Her kids are going to be better, better educated and they're going to eat better food. These are huge things. I'm building Chia Seed because I'm not a politician. Just even being on podcasts is hard for me, putting myself out there. But I believe that giving this um, career advancement to women, shifting some of the dollars allows these women to continue to pay it forward like they're doing and making a bigger difference for everyone, men and women. And, you know, like in a marriage, there's some research that says when the um, spouses are both working, and I haven't seen this in a same-sex marriage couple setting, but when it's a man and a woman, um, the man is less likely to have a heart attack. Yeah. Okay. And so think about that. Why do we want to be in a society that just has one income generating for the family? That's a lot of stress on everyone. Mm-hmm. So why not have a society where women have more power? In law school, I wrote my paper on daycare and tax policy a million years ago. And so little has changed. 
But I believe if women had more power and power in this country comes from money, we could change things. We're higher up, right? If we fill the early part of the bench with your generation and with Gen Zs and early millennials, we start filling that bench, the bench is going to be better later. And this is for underrepresented um, Gen Zs too. There's not great research on the experience versus potential, but I'm pretty confident that the white cis male needs the least amount of experience. And then it kind of goes down from there, you know, and that just thinking about building our bench, then we can have people in our bench, more people to choose from, from leadership positions and more organically, we fill those positions and we have more diverse leadership. So for me, that's kind of the big dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing. That's definitely definitely something important. We got to start as a society. We have to start now paying more attention to empowering women and how they are fitting in and they how how equal we are between the two genders. Um, and I think just before we close out, I'm just wondering if you had any advice for young people in my generation um, who want to make a difference um, and want to create a more equitable society as you are, but we just don't know where to start or what to do. The first thing you can do is there's this woman, Gabriella Schuster, and she talks a lot about being an ally, being an ally to other people, helping endorse them. If you know they want something, tell people. If you think they can do something, tell them, tell them to apply, right? Those are the very small actions that you can take, but at a bigger level, like a personal level, if there's an injustice you want to correct, you know, I regret waiting so long to start, I think, in some percentage of the time, maybe you're working full-time or you're in school, what percentage of your week or your life can you dedicate to the problem you want to solve? I went to this talk once many years ago that talked about how we allocate our month, you know, in terms of relaxation, personal growth, managing our finances, um, our relationships, our work, right? How are you allocating your time as a generation? And where can you say with intention? That's a lot of what Chasey is about is being intentional. I'm going to spend four hours a month on writing this one injustice that I care about. And block out that time to do that. Get involved with an organization of people who think like you because there's nothing more enriching than being connected to people who think like you and who are trying to make a difference because we can't, uh, there's some good research that says you can't chase happiness, but happiness comes from being productive and connections with other people. So for me, volunteering or giving your time in a space or your side hustle being in that space or whatever it is you can afford to do, and then doing it alongside other people who care about that, that actually brings you happiness and you make a difference. So you have the energy to keep doing it. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Um, for anyone listening, make sure you check out Chia Seed. Uh, and yeah, again, thank you so much. This was awesome. Great. Thank you so much for doing this. It's fantastic. Yeah, of course. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. See you next episode.